Oh, yeah, a baby. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to Choke Artist Podcast number seven. Got some guests all the way from Detroit, Michigan today. Pancho Villascal, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. And Carmel Liberty. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me in the attic. Um, I thought I was going to butcher the name. I was trying hard to really enunciate it perfectly. You got it, Mr. Scala. <laughs> and how does it sound with a New Jersey accent? It's, it, it's great. It sounds... Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, hey, fucking Pancho via the Scalatone. No, no, no one's done that yet. Epic. Everyone, although well, people, well, I forget what was happening the other day. She, there was a girl who was trying to figure it out, and she, oh, it was in Philly. She had what? such a hard time. She's like, how do you spell Pancho? <laughs> like a rain Pancho? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah like, she got she work. people spell with an O a lot because P A P A N C H O, but people spell like Pancho. Yeah, which is <laughs> what you wear in the rain. I guess. I so, don't know if it's spelled differently. Pan- yeah. <laughs> What's the translation of that? Uh, just Pancho Villa, the revolutionary, and then we're his skull. His skull? Yeah. yeah. Cool. The skull has its own uh, big mystery itself. So. Yeah. When Pancho Villa was mur- when Pancho Villa was killed, they stole his skull. And I was reading about it, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be a cool band name." And then we started this, and I was like, "Oh, make it that band name." And there here we are. <laughs> it's pretty badass. I like it. Also, I liked how all the singing was in Spanish, you yeah. know, or mo- most of it. Most of it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's mostly in Spanish and like throw some English in there so people get context who don't speak Spanish. Yeah. Certain parts or whatever. How do you find it like writing in another? Well, that is that your first language? No, Spanish is actually my second language. It was actually for me writing in Spanish was kind of like uh, another way to delve back into my own culture. So to like write in Spanish and. That's cool. That's where that comes from. Yeah. If if I did it, it would be like elementary, like, me gusta, <laughs> me gusta the dog. I don't even know how to say the dog. Me, me gusta el perro. Yeah. He would, he would rewrite me gustas too. Yeah. Me gustas too by Pondro Jesus, by Chow. So I caught both you guys yesterday and Carmel. Yes. The whole gang. And you're all on tour together in a car. Yes. yes. Which is badass. Toyota Camry. <laughs> That's the best part about an acoustic tour, though, you know? It's pretty awesome. I didn't get to bring my keyboard, which is a huge bummer. Um, I've never been able to, The first three tours I went on, I got in a van with another band. And so since I was, like, the guest, I just basically brought as little as possible. So I was really stoked about this tour because I was like, well, I booked it. I can bring the keyboard and I can make room. But I didn't... We didn't... The vehicle that we have didn't permit it. But it's okay. I mean, I've... Um, it's okay, but she won't stop talking about it. <laughs> I've been able to. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay, but it's fine. It's fine. About it. It, it does bum me out a little bit. Yeah, but I did get to. Play it bums me out too. It's a bummer. Yesterday, the good thing is that people sometimes have them, and I can, you know. Yeah, uh, Jeff had it yesterday. King, he played in King, King Django's backyard. We played in we King did. Django's backyard, internationally renowned. <laughs> a two-minute walk for me. Person. Yeah. the yeah. closest commute to a show <laughs> ever. <laughs> Yeah, I knew we lived on this street, but then I had no idea. It was like two and a half blocks. It's just that Jack White lives in Hamtramck, and like, which is right near us. Really? And yeah, he like moved back. I was in Hamtramck recently. No one know. I don't know. It's where a weird he lives, town. Yeah, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, but I mean, we know he's there. Wasn't I thought he was like Nashville? Cause we gonna find you, Jack White. Plant there. Yeah, he has a record store in Nashville, but there's also one in Detroit in the oh. Cass Corridor. Yes. That's just awesome. located. There's one in Ann Arbor too. It's Third Man Records, but they and they just got a Detroit location. Cool. Yeah, there's one in Ann Arbor. 
Yes. I had no I clue. I didn't know that either. Oh, wow. Wait, like a plant or like a store? It's um, a store and a plant. Yes. The one in Detroit is a store and a plant. It's on Canfield. And it's like they have a little factory. They have a little, um, like a mobile record shop too, like a little uh, like van, almost like a food truck, but for vinyl. That's so and cool. they set it up like random places. I don't know where, but my friend's boyfriend works there. So he knows all the like fancy whatever. But um, yeah, so it's... <laughs> It's cool. But yeah, I didn't know that they had the Ann Arbor location until um, real recently. I, he does some interesting things, too, because I, um, I saw a video on YouTube, and he pressed a record, and he had a record inside the record, like Vinyl Inception. It was like a you could like <laughs> crack Inception. a 12-inch open, and then there was like a 6-inch record in there or something. That's awesome. It's probably hella expensive, but that's, he's like that's, Jack White. Jack White likes to do crazy things. Can experiment. Vinyl, yeah, so. I give him credit. When you got white stripes money, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. We, we ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate Meg White, too, as a drummer. Yeah. I do. I didn't when I was a kid. I'm like, eh, I can play all this, but solid. She yeah. still lives in Detroit, too. She lives in Indian Village, which is near Belle Isle. Yeah. Um, They're broken up, though. They are. Yeah. The band the and band as a couple. As a couple, are they? yes, yeah, they're not. To, they do not perform together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. It was very cool playing with King Django at his house. Um, we got to jam with him a little bit, and the first tour I went on was with the band from Detroit called The Vulnerable. Yeah. And Tino used to be in that band, mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how we got to know each other was on that tour, and we stayed at Django's house, <laughs> or Jeff, you know, Django Jeff. Yeah. We stayed at his house and got to know him a little bit, and I told him we were coming back this way. Um. For tour and he was like hey you want to play at my house and i was like uh yes <laughs> and um so it kind of this is the first time i booked a tour so i felt kind of lucky having that um, definitely super helpful when someone yeah. offers a show right off the bat if you're uh, booking yes. a tour right yeah. absolutely um because <laughs> well, carmel's so good though oh stop i know i was looking to so wonderful um i had never toured until last august mm -hmm. and this is my fourth one now so it's like i got kind of lucky um, I have really nice friends who <laughs> brought me on the road with them, and um, I've been able to make some friends through those tours, so it made booking this tour easier because I knew some people. So um, a big thank you to them for being good friends. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for being good friends and bringing us on tour. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> the circle of life, right? Yeah. Yes. All continual. Um, yeah, we booked the you and the Vulnerable. Was that last March in Rockaway? It was in... August. I think it was August. I have yeah. no concept we of time. We played Backroom Studios. It yeah. was August. Yeah. yeah. Are you... No, you're not playing there again this time. No. I tried to get... Um, <laughs> I was actually on tour, and I, tried, I was trying to book while I was on tour, trying to book a tour. It was really... It was kind of very strange. And um, the guy who usually does the booking there was in Europe. And okay. they were like, yeah, he's out of the country, but you can call him. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> he couldn't even, like, talk on the phone because his phone did not permit it so I'm texting him and he's like yeah we can't book you because I'm not, whatever so we, we it ended up not happening unfortunately but um um there's a band from Ohio that um I just saw that had some work done at Backroom Studios which is weird I didn't it's like and they were playing with the vulnerable so I wonder if they like got the connection it's you know it's a cool place Backroom and it's uh, operated by Kevin I forget his last name but he plays in Dillinger Escape Plan now so he runs like all the recording aspect and like he has like a production company too where he like works with bands and then they do shows there like the engineers book it out so that's super cool yeah yeah it's pretty cool to see like musicians just making their own places to have shows so and that's crazy you were on tour and booking a tour because a little bit what how many you've been on four tours in the past year pretty much 
Yes, a it's little a under a year. Can't stop, won't stop. It was yeah. With the vulnerable with my first tour, I was terrified. You sounded so. great last night. And you sounded so good. Thank you so much. It's killer. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, it was lots of fun. The um, I just went west for the first time. My friend uh, Neil is in a band called Downtown Brown. Okay. And I went on a tour. I went on part of their tour with them to the East Coast. So I got to do East Coast twice, and then he booked like a three week solo tour out to the West Coast because he moved there. And I went along with him, and I got to do that. That was crazy. That's like one of the most intense things I've ever done. And um, all the way to California. All the way there. Yep. That's I had great. To fly home. Yeah. So uh, it was a very strange packing situation. Sure. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. And then this is my fourth one. And um, I don't know. So far, so good. It has it has gone gone. I don't really. I didn't really have expectations. I anticipated that it maybe wouldn't go necessarily well at all like the whole time because it's like i don't know tours just like that it can be a little you never know yeah yeah but so far it's been really awesome i think your show in boontoons in Boonton tomorrow will be cool from what i've seen in the venue they usually have decent shows at worst before we i've never even been to that part of new jersey it's pretty cool it's weird they have like um like they have uzbekistanian food jamaican food cuban food like all in the same street like like it's very like region specific. It's not like they're like oh Chinese. It's like a specific. Get some coffee then. It's amazing. I'm gonna recommend Chili Willies. Really? It's it's a few spots down from the venue, yeah. and it's pretty good. And the the woman who works there, uh, she has a song on iTunes. She's like older, but she has like some kind of Latin pop song on iTunes. She tells us about it every time we go. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go hang out with her. Yeah, she's not cool. I got jerk chicken at, I think it's Eric's Jamaican. What did that chicken do to you? Last time. <laughs> it was amazing. They have, uh, yeah, it was a big jerk. That chicken was such a jerk. And they have, like, this old Jamaican lady, like, brings it out. It's, like, very authentic. Like, every, that's what's so cool about it. Like, you wouldn't expect it. Like, Boonton is, like, kind of a boony town. It's, like, one little block. Yeah. I mean, pardon the expression. I mean, I don't know how they feel about it, but it is kind of, like, it's kind of the middle of nowhere-ish. And um, so you wouldn't expect that kind of diversity there, but it's like, it's actually really cool. It's like one of my favorite spots that we're going to go as far as I can, you know, remember. I'm excited <laughs> to play and sleep in a record store. Yes. We're going to sleep in the back. Cool. The owner's super nice too. So they've got a Victorian couch. Um, you, uh, nose goes, <laughs> nose goes on the Victorian couch. Uh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I, yeah, I don't know. I can sleep anywhere at this point on tours, like curled up, kitchen yeah, yeah, floors. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at sleeping anywhere. He yeah. can sleep. I think maybe it's so like jealous. a percussionist skill. Yeah, so. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, you're. Well, I, I get so tired. <laughs> exactly. And, and sweaty, I'm using all my limbs. You know. Yeah. There's whatever. So for this tour, you have the cajon drum, but is that usually the case? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, every show is the, so you're getting the full the full thing. You're not getting cheated on. <laughs> it's a cool vibe. I like it. Yeah, it's definitely different. Well, he played uh, solo for about five, five or six years. Yeah. And uh, just this past year, we just were doing a Clash cover show, and he's like, "Oh, it'd be sick to do some percussion on there." So, uh, we did that, and then just kept playing every other show together. Also. Yeah. So. And we're we're brothers. So. Yeah, I was about to say I didn't know you guys were brothers until you told me. Pretty cool. Usually people are like, "Oh wow, you guys are like still look so much like each other," and I'm like, "I don't feel that." So. I'm glad that you said that, Joe Scala. And I'm like, hey, hey, disrespect me again. <laughs> <laughs> Who's older? Oh, he's Wait, he's. No, I was gonna have uh, to guess. I'm older. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna guess Tino. <laughs> yeah. He's old. we're we're five years apart, so he's I a, am old. he's a little bit older than I'm I am. I'm the oldest person on this tour. How old are you? I'm 28. Oh yeah, I wouldn't guess it. I'm bad at all that. So, 
Maybe girl, everyone's like mid twenties, yeah. right? That's my guess. I'm twenty two. Yeah, me okay. and Carmelo are both twenty two. So oh, nice young bucks, twenty five, somewhere in the middle. The old man. <laughs> yeah, I started. Uh, I started teaching. I was telling you guys about it yesterday. Yeah. And they, I told the kids I was seventy two for a week, and they believed me because they're oh just. Oh my god. They're kids. They don't know any better. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they have no concept. Yeah. Like, and then I told them I'm twenty five, and they're like, oh, so you're married? I'm like. No, like, I'm basically still a kid, like, yeah. in most aspects of it, except now I, I have to have a job, and that's why I'm here, you know? I used to think my dad was so old. I remember, like, I guess I once asked him if he used to play basketball with Jesus, because I legit thought he was that old. He's, yeah. like, as old as Jesus. It's funny. We heard this story yesterday when we were at Django's. He's got uh, these friends who are, like, Jersey Italians, and... This guy was like, yeah, my trick is I tell everybody that I'm like 70, even though I'm really 57 because then people think I look good. So I told my friend who was turning 40 something and uh, I told him, yeah, tell everybody that you're turning that you're turning uh, 60. They'll think you look real good. And he took me serious. So we went to his party and said to everybody, oh, I'm turning 60. And they said, oh, you don't look a day over 57. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Good. I'm glad you guys are having a good time on this tour. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been really fun. Carmel, let's talk about your new album. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, a good album. it's exciting. Um, it's a really good album. It's called. Go Patreon buy it. It's on iTunes. Ooh, thank you. It is on iTunes. It is. It's on iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube Music. Cool. YouTube now does music, and they they like stream it for you. Um, like I don't control it. They like put it on there, and they make it so you can't like rip the audio off it. They have like their own little format. They do oh, it they in. Do? It's very fancy. I didn't so know that. A lot because I think a lot of artists caught on to the fact that people were putting whole albums on YouTube. And so now they just kind of like took control of it themselves. So they put the album on. Okay. <laughs> they like made it so you can't like take it offline. So like they're kind of like, it's it's very weird. But um, so it's on YouTube and Spotify, iTunes. It's called Patron Saints of the Ordinary. And um, it's my fourth album. Full length? It's full length. Um, it's the fourth full length. And there's I've got two singles. The one single before is called Friendly Criminals and I was going to make a full length out of that concept but I switched it up a little bit um my mom referred to me as the patron saint of the ordinary and I was like okay I like this and I can roll with this like I think it suited the songs better um but I did it all myself this time it's the first time I ever like did a full length album myself so I recorded and mixed it and mastered it um it's like the first full length that has any kind of like extra instrumentation on it there's like um, a drum song, there's like harmonies that I laid over, there's um, some second guitar parts, there's a bunch of different pianos on it, like I have like the old crusty upright piano in my basement, it's super old, it's from like, I don't even know, it, um, my dad found it in like the basement of like his childhood home and had it like moved to our house, so it's real old and there's like a regular keyboard sound, there's like, there's a lot of different sounds on the album, um, there's a ukulele track, so I got a little more experimental, so to speak, um, with the song, so yeah. I'm very excited about it. And you tracked everything yourself like drums and all that yes. too wow so that's a task and are, are all of you engineering like audio engineer savvy I am. uh yeah tino isn't okay. um <laughs> that's kind of where i came into pontevia school is i recorded all of his stuff yeah and i've always kind of been interested in that i've been doing sound um probably since i was like 10 uh starting doing it for like churches and stuff yeah um and then we recorded his first record in like the the upstairs of our house with like this old, this just really old stuff, and uh, audacity, and uh, <laughs> then I actually went to school and got my degree in recording engineering and live sound, and then we recorded other stuff in a nicer space, um, and then I think Carmel just learned doing it, like just um, by craft. 
or um yeah well that's what i did not study it um just through having people record me really and learning or just looking up stuff i did get a recording at home book from guitar center <laughs> i read a little bit of it but i mean mostly it's stuff people have already taught me like um my martyrs and misfits was my third full length and i worked with this guy steve gualdoni also really good um well, thanks. get it off itunes <laughs> He, uh, I don't know, just, like, he was a super perfectionist with recording. He's very detailed. And um, just, I've got the opportunity to work with, like, lots of different people, and they just kind of give you little tips along the way through, like, criticism or through, like, just giving advice. Like, a lot of people, if you just ask, they'll, they will offer you knowledge. Yeah. And um, I think when you listen to how people treat your music enough times, you start to develop your own taste. And you're like, oh, I like a dry sounder. I like this kind of sounder, that kind of sound. And you kind of, like... It got to a point where I felt like I wasn't getting what I wanted from working with other people, and I wanted to, I was like, I can hear it in my head if I just apply myself, I can make the sound I want, and I got pretty close. Um, yeah. It's There are definitely a couple of technical things, like I've, like along the way I had some, like um, one or two of my engineer friends, like, hey, am I doing this right kind of thing, just to make sure I wasn't going to like blow anyone's speakers out <laughs> or anything like yeah. that, like do anything totally terrible Or like wrong. it just hisses in a car, like this one yes. frequency, stuff like yes. that. I got super, like I turned all the, like all the lights off. I t- unplugged all the like electronics except for like what I was recording with. Like I got super mm-hmm. obsessive compulsive. Wow. Like I did it like, I tried to do it as perfect as I could because I recognized that like since I did it live, a live recording. And since I'm not an engineer, I knew that in the mixing it, I, it would help to have as much done properly in the recording process. Sure. Because then when you're mixing it, there's not as much work. Yeah, that's the best way because garbage in, garbage out. If you track something bad, <laughs> what can you do? You know. Well, the, the, yeah. the first step is having a good player, so you got that. Oh, well, you can, you're so sweet. <laughs> but that is the first. If You, you can have like even a, a crappy guitar, a crappy drum set, but if you got a good player, it'll still sound pretty good. Yeah. And you um, record it nice as you can. I nice. will say it's really cool that you took it in your own hands and just started doing it. And it's one of those things that the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it, too. You know, it's got to like grind at it pretty much. So it was a little stressful. There was a point like in the middle of the process where I like I would listen to the songs and I was just like, I hate this. I have to redo the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm panicking at that point because I'm like, oh, my God, like I've been promoting that I have a new album coming out. I can't not put an album like it got really stressful. I was like, oh, I hate this. But then if you take a break, you know, because you get so sick of it. And I took a break from it maybe like a day or two. And then I would go back to it and I'd be like, okay, this isn't bad. <laughs> like, I just need to tweak it. Um, it's just, yeah, It was a really interesting process. How and long How long did the whole process take? I started recording the songs probably in October yeah. of, um, what do I want to say, 2015? Yeah, and then I the songs, uh, I finally had them all finished like February. So I started October and ended in February. Okay. So it took a little time. Yeah. Um, there was like a whole period of time where I just wasn't trying to work on it because I was like, I I was frustrated. Yeah, I took um, a step away. And when you when you're like your own boss, with that kind of stuff, it can be kind of difficult to, uh, you have to like, it's very weird. You're like kind of at odds with yourself. With sure. People. It's like, um, but it's it was a very rewarding experience. I'm really glad that I did it, um, like that. But. Maybe in the future I'll, I might work with someone else or alongside someone else. I'm not exactly sure how I'll do it next time. but Another perspective yeah. can't hurt, but if you're steering the ship mostly in the right direction, you're off to a good start, I'd say. you know, It's pretty cool. Well, and, thanks. Yeah. I, I can't wait to hear it now. I'm going to check it out like tomorrow at work or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun to do it yourself. Yeah. It's, I got to get on it, you know. I, I got some drum mics. So. And, I, and I just want to say I didn't go to Full Sail or Columbia. I went to Trebekah Flashpoint. Represent. <laughs> Don't. 
Don't you disrespect me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording my next album on an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, oh you guys gosh. you guys just saw me struggle with GarageBand for 10 minutes before we started. Like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, I what, you use GarageBand, Carmel? I do use GarageBand. The new GarageBand oh, yeah. is a lot like Logic. Oh, sick. Um, my yeah. friend gave me Logic X, and he was like, dude, use Logic X. But I was so close to finishing the album that I was like, I can't, I don't have time for the learning curve of figuring yeah. out how to use Logic, because it is a little more, it's more sophisticated than GarageBand. Yeah, it does. It's a pretty steep curve. Yeah. But I would say um, for any singer-songwriters out there looking to get into a DAW, if you're going to invest in something and you have a Mac, Logic would probably be the best thing for you. Um, I heard if, Pro Tools is like the industry. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I use Pro Tools. Okay. Uh, but I think for, for just for person? yeah, for like someone getting into that's a singer song, right? Logic is so much better because when you get Pro Tools, it's basically you're getting um, a really high powered tape machine. Like there's not, um, it doesn't. Well, it comes with like some instruments and like it has MIDI capability, but it's not as much as you would get in Logic, which is based around being a singer songwriter. Recording your own stuff, giving you all these different drum sounds, sure. drum machines. You don't get as much stuff in Pro Tools because it's just based on being high quality uh, recordings and mixing and giving you the most power in that aspect. To where it's it's more like based around actually recording live bands um, and stuff like that. It's not really uh, a, pr- a production space. Whereas like Logic or Ableton or Reason uh, would be more for someone who wants to do a lot of their own production or like a singer songwriter who's uh, putting more stuff into their music like Carmel does. Yeah. And so you did the last album with, with you too, right? Yeah. Or, well, no. So what's um, only the newest single that, uh, well, I, by the time it comes out, by the time this comes out, it'll be out. Okay, um, good. And what's that called? And it's called Werita. Okay. And so that's the first song where it's actually guitar. Um, in the recording, there's bass and then also the cajon and some background vocals and stuff like that. Everything else... Um, that's out so far. It's just uh, Tino and guitar. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I played the acoustic bass too. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Tino, how long have you been playing guitar? I think I started when I was 12, so I'm 27 16. now. 28, like 15, 16 15. years. Yeah, awesome. A long time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you've always been playing like stuff that was rooted in punk, or do you have influences from uh, Yeah, ones? I kind of started off in punk. Like, I was telling them, like, we're on the way here that, like, like some pop punk band came out, and I was like, this is the kind of band I wanted to be in <laughs> when I uh, first started playing guitar, and I was like, thank God that didn't happen, because I think I would have got bored with it really quickly. Yeah, power chords all the you time. He wanted to be my career from MXPX so bad. Nice. So bad, but he played bass, I didn't care. Yeah. And then, um... <laughs> But yeah, so it, it's kind of what I started with, and then, uh, you know, punk, and then ska's, and a couple ska bands, too, and then uh, I, I, I've been doing Pancho Villa School for, like, what, five, six years now. And you played in other bands along the way? Yeah. Cool. So so you've been playing around Detroit area for a while? Yeah. I think the furthest I played from home was uh, Quebec. Oh, goddamn. Yeah, we played We played in yeah, Quebec with Pancho Villa Skull once. Montreal? Just, or like, is Montreal? No, it was like, Quebec. Montreal is in Quebec, but we played in Joliet, Quebec. Okay. Quebecois. Uh, nice. And it was terrible because I don't speak French very well. You speak French like a Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I speak French like a Mexican. Like, uh, I know enough to be like, I don't speak French. Sorry. That, that's better than me. Yeah, I'm like really dumb. I, I can't do French. I go to Canada and I'm like, we take American dollars. Yeah. And they do usually. Cause they, they usually do. They're pretty cool. About yeah. I'm the worst tourist. And they're kind of resentful in Montreal. And I don't know about all of Quebec. Uh, yeah, but... it was a little crazy. Um, luckily, we found somebody who spoke Spanish. Cool. So 
that helped out a lot. But they we played in Quebec, and then we played recently in um, Chicago, and then uh, then we did this tour. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, this tour has been fun. Uh, this is my first time ever being on the East Coast. Period. So it's cool to see, be able to see like Philly. Um, be able to go to Belmar. Uh, what was that two days ago? We went to Belmar. Beach, yes. Jersey yeah. Shore, baby. Yeah. Hey, yo. It wasn't Seaside, but I mean, I'll like take it. <laughs> I want to see Ronnie D. Where? Yeah. That's not Vinny D. Polly D. I don't know. Polly D. I think it is. Yeah. Polly Shore. No. Polly no, Shore. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Polly Shore too if you want to. Hey, Polly. There's probably a Polly on the shore somewhere. Yeah. Seaside's where I've been on the. Um, yeah. On the Jersey Shore, but well, I went to well, we went to Belmar now. But. Yeah, I've, never, I've never been to the Jersey Shore either. I haven't been in to Seaside in probably four years. Three, <laughs> wow. Four years. Do you resent it from the show? Is that why? Just well, I did fist pump on the Jersey Shore. Essential. You kind of have to if it's your first time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of stopped going. It just got that vibe from it, and then yeah. I was like, "Wait, right, I'm not doing this." I uh I catfished a guy once who was from Seaside. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> dude, it. Was, I was on tour with the best of the worst, and um, my friend texted me and said, "Hey, this guy is being real shitty to my friend. He called her fat and ugly, and like started making fun of her." So then I had Liz from the best of the worst call call him and leave him a voicemail and said, "Hey, it's Shelly from the club. You never called me back. What's up?" And then he texted me like, "Who is this? Send pics." And it was like a three day thing. And, like, I kind of descended, like, shirtless pick and, like, all this dumb shit. Like, I would just mess with them and be like, oh, are, are you mad at me? And, like, ignore him. Oh, and my just, God. I'd be like, oh, I'm at a diner and send him a picture of chicken fingers. But he'd be like, I want to see your butt. Send me a picture of your butt. It's really funny. I have, I transcribed the whole thing. You should have did it. So oh, my God. I'll send it to you guys if you want to. That's so funny. Yeah. Yes. That's the best kind of revenge. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where technically nobody was hurt. <laughs> yeah, except that guy's pride. He Just one pride, weird like, bro. You yeah. call them victim victimless crimes? I would call them a victim. I was in a pack called the victimless crimes, but yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was a victimless crime. <laughs> so what's like one of your favorite places to play in Detroit? I really like the Trumbleplex last I, time. I like the Trumbleplex. We That's played there a lot. I do enjoy playing the Trumbleplex. That's I probably played there the most. Cool. I really like there. Magic Stick was one of my favorite spots yeah, to rest see in peace. shows. Um, I saw Mustard Plug play there with the Planet Smashers, and it was like one of the coolest shows That's ever. Awesome. Mustard Plug got me in. Blink-182 and Mustard Plug are the two bands that like, got me really It was so great. Yeah. Our friends in CBJ, they played that show, and um, this band called Frank White that's like temporarily like disbanded, but um, they're from Detroit. And, uh, oh man, my favorite. The Old Miami can be really fun. The New Dodge in Hamtramck is like a really super cool family vibe. They have this woman, um, Evie, and she like caters. Okay. Everything like she brings food. She like they all like live nearby. They have like I don't know. It's super cool and like um, people from the local scene like work there and like. Um, I played there and I set it up through a guy named Louie. Yeah, that's Louie. That's the person I'm referencing. Yeah. Okay. The bartender. Cool. He's super awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. really helpful and supportive. Um, there's a lot of cool spots. PJ's Logger House is another PJ's place that... Cool. Shouts out PJ's. The vibe is amazing. PJ is the coolest dude. Um, Carmel's album release shows at PJ's and yes, it's awesome. my CD release show was there. Cool. And uh, like tour kickoff. Miami. Yeah, the old, Miami, the old Miami is fun. We played there for Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we all did. Yeah, we all did. Everybody here. And uh, with the old adage, who is also awesome. Check them yes. out. Buy their album on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, I know we're yeah. we're shouting out a lot. It's yeah. cool though. Oh, yeah. We represent. You know, tell tell me where you're from, Carmel. <laughs> tell me where you're from. Detroit. No, I um, 
also the sanctuary. That's where we had our tour kickoff. I'm playing there soon. Actually. Oh gosh. Oh cool. Yeah, you'll probably um, play at the new one. We um, yeah, there's a new it location. Got moved to the old location and then moved again. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't it know was, which one it's at. Anyway. Yeah, it's a, they He's had a it out. yeah they had an yeah. issue with the new one. They had to talk to the neighbors or something. Tank yeah, they had a, they're having a neighbor issue because it's a, is it a house? It's no, it's, no, it's an actual venue. It was yeah, a it's movie an actual place. theater. It was a movie theater in the twenties, and then it became a church after that. Mm-hmm. And they did funerals there, and there's like a little weird like mess hall, and now it's a venue. And the old it started. There was a couple different places. It was halfway house. He moved here from I think like I forget Idaho. Idaho. Oh Jesus, sorry. And he had the place called the halfway house. It was a house, and the Yonga house was a house. The sanctuary, the Yonka original, house. was a weird ass church, and then this is now movie theater that is the sanctuary. It's cool to see all the transformations of a venue. Yeah, yeah. he's a really awesome dude. Uh, Maxwell tried really hard to keep uh, our show solid because we had to move locations, and he yeah. did a really nice job like setting it up. He went, he's kind of redoing the old location now, so we can keep having shows there. He lives upstairs. Okay. Um. So just. Telling y'all all about my friend Maxwell. <laughs> it's all, it's all good. Yeah, just, the tour kickoff show ended up being awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, the sanctuary is a fun spot. I set up a show there through a guy named John. Okay. I don't know if he's a promoter there. Pillbeam. What happened? Which one, John Pillbeam? Do you know? I don't John? even know his last name. Yeah. John at sanctuary.com. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't was. know. No, yeah. everyone's like, oh no. But shout out John. But yeah. shout out the whole squad. Yo yo. I have a funny story about New Dodge because I was booking a tour for In Angles. Um, in March, and I was t- booking tours, scrambling, like, oh, just because we, we haven't toured too much. We toured once before that. So I called up New Dodge, and I said, hey, what's up? I'm a local promoter. I'm looking to set up a show for a touring band from New Jersey. <laughs> and they gave me this the slot, and then I got all the locals, too. So I literally set up a show from New Jersey. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Probably, like, 25 people. 30 people, but that was good. Yo, for tour? That's not bad. Like a Wednesday yeah. and Tuesday night on tour? Wednesday, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty Mid- damn midweek? Good, actually. Yeah. We got paid 10 bucks from the door, though. He was like, oh. you know, I got to pay the whole staff. I'm well, like, that's yeah, a little rough, for a place but... to play. But yeah. Do you, do you ever, like, get on, like, when you tell all your friends at work that you're going on tour, like, oh, like, you guys staying, like, in hotels and stuff yeah. like that? You're like, people no, always ask no, us I'm that. No, I think the worst is, like, have fun on vacation. It's like, it's not. It's not that. You're like, well, it's a whole different But then, of course, I'm, like, Posting pictures at Belmar, like with my friend. <laughs> it's right. We're like, like we're posing in front of the Rocky statue, like, we're like, but we're it's like, not a vacation. So I have like Philadelphia license plates and like T-shirts, yeah. all yeah. like touristy shit. Well, it's basically like I, I have a kind of look at touring when you do it DIY. It's kind of like couch surfing with shows in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's super fun though. I mean, I, I've always toured with other people, like I said, and so, um, Downtown Brown has toured, been touring for like 14 years, so they're like super they know a bunch of people so we always stay with someone or someone who knows someone um but this last tour when we were in philadelphia the show went sort of awry but we turned it around and um, get boots to the ground guys we uh yeah, yeah shout like the, out uh, crash bang boom the uh yes crash bang boom in philadelphia they they helped us promote a little bit and um crash boom bang crash bang boom it's try cra- it both ways if you want to know um but, but <laughs> we uh yeah we booked in philly and the promoter kind of um the booker dropped the ball. didn't put us on the event or anything and they didn't charge cover so we were like oh god how are we gonna get paid but we did get paid and we stayed with the bartender and it was the first time i ever stayed with someone that i don't know at all philly like Willie. nobody knows him yeah Is he a character and not really he was he was like a was um he was he kind was of, a he was a frat guy. Yeah. He was yeah. Jewish. He was, he, he was, we like, I don't know. Just like, <laughs> he's a Gemini. 
Okay. He's uh, <laughs> yeah. He, we we chatted. You know, he was a cool guy. Um, he likes King of the Hill. Um, I don't know. Okay. He, to be fair, King of the Hill is pretty good. Let's yeah, get that I, I support it. I watched an episode uh, two days ago. Actually, I, I don't. They took it off Netflix. So like, but I was at my parents' house oh, and it was on demand. I'm like, oh hell yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. When we got there, he had Netflix set up and was like, Yo. yeah, he's like, do what you want, guy. He yeah. was super chill. Yeah, cool. yeah, he's pretty cool. He's a, yeah, <laughs> until, yeah. There were points where he did not have any chill. Until he but, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, he, he, he's just a weird. Yeah, he, but he it was had, fun. It was a weird experience, but it was cool. I mean, but, staying with a stranger is weird, but um, don't stay with strangers, guys. Yeah, it, don't don't stay with PSA strangers. from Tino. Yeah, if you if you can avoid it, don't stay with strangers. Yeah, F- friend friend to friend. Okay, strangers not that cool. I have, <laughs> but we had to. I have a bad story about staying with a friend of a friend though. <laughs> Fucked up worst tour thing I think I've ever been through. Um, I was in Tallahassee. The best of the worst was playing with a band called Chilled Monkey Brains. They're like a ska chord band I've from down there. Yeah. And the guitarist Royal put us up at his friend's house, like 25 minutes away from the venue. We get there, we don't know the guy. I don't even think I met him at night, and he was like kind of wasted. And to get to the bathroom, you have to like walk through the bedroom, and he had a gun in his bed. Oh my god! So I think he was just sketched out because it was a bunch of people he didn't know, so he probably didn't trust us. And like people yeah. are more, you know, they're more free and liberal with their guns in the South. I get that because if someone did that up here, we'd be like, we'd run probably. Yeah. But he had a gun in his bed, and then we went to sleep, and in the morning, he walked out into where everyone was sleeping, and our bass player was awake. He saw it, and he just, like, peered over the sleeping bag into, like, I forget, I think it was our Tremone player's face, or someone's what? face. I don't know if it was Liz. It was someone in the band. I think our, our guitarist, and then he took pictures of them. Oh, my God. That's so creepy. Right? Yeah. That, that is really creepy. Yeah. It's like stalker yeah, shit. Yeah, that's creepier than what that's, happened to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's definitely a little yeah, creepier Florida, than what right? happened to us. Florida is weird. Yeah. Oh, Florida. Another Florida. time in Florida, the guy was wacky. like, I have a gun. The guy whose house we were staying at. He was a real cool guy up until that point. And even after that, he was really cool. And maybe he just said it because he got worried. But he's like, uh, if you guys try anything, I have a gun. And we're like, uh, okay. And that was like our first or second tour. We were all like 18, 19. And just like, oh, holy shit. Like, this is it. This is why our parents didn't want us to go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever stay with us in Detroit, just know we got it on us. It's, uh... yeah. We're strapped. We're all yeah. When I went with Downtown Brown, um, we went. We played in um, Boston, and there's a dude who is a huge Downtown Brown fan, and he was really nice, and he was like driving us around and stuff. He's like, you guys got to go to the grocery store. You can come with me, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Super nice guy. But he was like, so I was setting up my merch, and uh, Downtown Brown, they, would, they make fun of me because I'm like meticulous. Like I set everything up really particular, and I like rotated around That's like I'm, I'm like you know i look kind of obsessive compulsive and the nice dude was like oh you know it's all right like i understand like i'm kind of meticulous too i was like well, what do you mean he's like well you know i collect like miniature racing cars like toy racing cars and i can be kind of meticulous with how i set them up i was like oh that's cool like he didn't you know didn't make a big bones about it and then we're driving he's like you guys can stay at my house and we're like oh sweet and connecticut uh, he, he actually lived like i think he i want to say he lives in connecticut so we drove um, from like Boston area to Connecticut um, to sleep there, and he let us know he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I like to um, I race the, I like go to races and conventions, and I was like, okay, so you're really into this toy car thing. So in the morning, he left and he was like, you you guys can like you know do your thing whatever. So but he didn't tell us where anything was. So me and the drummer were like looking around for uh, if there was a second bathroom. We went upstairs, and. We looked at like I didn't know if there were gonna be bedrooms, so I like cracked the door just a little bit. So I cracked the door on one side 
And it's like floor to ceiling, like glass case, miniature cars, like wow. from the floor to the ceiling. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I go across the room. There's like a slipknot poster on the door. Nice. And I go and I'm like, okay, this has to be the bedroom. But so like, but so I was like, but I was like, I don't know. So I crack it open. Same thing. I didn't even open it all the way. <laughs> That's all I just see is like the tail end of these toy cars. I'm like, are you fucking serious? He doesn't even have a bathroom. Every room Crazy. is just the car room. I'm like, what is this? I didn't open the door all the way because I didn't want to like invade. His. I felt like embarrassed. Like I was like, I, it felt weird. Like, I was invading his privacy or something. So I didn't, like, I don't know what the whole room looked like, but, like, all I know is crack the door, floor-to-ceiling toy cars in, like, glass cases. Yeah. I was, like, so... He was so into it. It was, like... And we slept in this weird, like, back room with, like, there was, like, a car fender and, like, a shrink-wrapped dresser and, like, some, like, garbage bags and, like, a lampshade and, like, two mattresses. Yeah. And we slept on that. In Connecticut? In Connecticut. <laughs> in Connecticut. Okay. And it was all creepy and Connecticut-y. Yeah. You know, you know how that place is. Yeah. You know how Connecticut goes. It can be weird. I've been to Connecticut. I can confirm like that it's pretty Like, 72% creepy. chance it's haunted. <laughs> we have any a... house you look at, it's, like, it's like might be 82% chance it's haunted. That's, like, our tagline when we're in Connecticut everything we look at everything's haunted it's funny everyone's got their thing some people like collecting cars some people like fighting crime you know really depends (laughs) on the type of person you know some people want to serve the people and protect the streets you know except for joe scala because he's not i'm not i'm not me he's not a cop he's cool no i'm i'm totally cool it's chill haven't seen one badge since we've been here (laughs) although if you are a cop you have to tell me if you're a cop yeah otherwise it's it's entrapment it's yeah no we're, we're good it's all good <laughs> uh let's let's wrap up anything you guys want to talk about yes before we do that i have it in my hand okay i wanted to say with the patron saints of the ordinary the album um there's kind of like a concept to it and i didn't know that i had it but i do have it there's like an album statement on the back um that's kind of like i guess inspired by the name or the concept of the album okay and it's like, I've never read it aloud before, but like, I'm going to read it aloud. Do it. Just to give you the mood of it. So here we go. <laughs> Set the stage. Yeah. Setting the stage. Got, Let me clear my throat. Should I turn this light off too? <laughs> I don't pay hey, whatever. Set Get the mood, man. Go for it. It's kind of short. Patron Saints of the Ordinary is dedicated to those who have crosses to bear that are not recognized by major institutions or organized religion. Those of us who fight battles every day, internal or otherwise, and live our lives to the fullest, even if our beliefs or actions are unpopular. The saints we know and hear about in churches have much in common with the free thinkers and modest workers of today. We may not be wholly unflawed or unblemished, but we are the patron saints of our own ordinary lives. It's badass. That's the statement. I like it. And is that like kind of what all the songs revolve around? A little bit, yes. And a lot of the songs I didn't necessarily write with that statement in mind. The statement I wrote right before I put the album out to be press. Um, or whatever, lasered, however, you know, it's a CD, <laughs> I don't know. And no, duplicated. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing, well, that's what my mom said, patron saint of the ordinary. And I went with that because I feel a lot of the songs are based around being a human being and, like, having, like, these weird little awkward things in your life and, like, but also complexity. Like, life is this kind of weird balance of weird stuff that's not necessarily real important and things that are really complicated and hard to understand but you just kind of have to simplify them in your mind or laugh at them or find some way to deal with them and um i just think we have a tendency to glorify people who are like celebrities or people who are beautiful and people who have these epic like lives and we just don't always recognize 
um, people who just do ordinary stuff because sometimes that's the hardest stuff to do just to like pull yourself out of bed and persevere like we all have our own issues that we deal with and we all have to overcome those obstacles and I don't know I just thought that that kind of deserved some kind of attention or um, like a, a bone throw so to speak I guess I just that's cool you know yeah I, I definitely appreciate that sentiment you know like there, everyone should be valued every member of society you know and everyone struggles in some ways, you know? Absolutely. Even if it's, like, I, I look at people who have been doing the same job for 25 years, and I just say, how do you do that for that long, you know? But they, they do it to raise a family or just get by, or they do it because they love it, and, you know, you, you got to respect them. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, respect. Sure. respect. Respect. Any, any final words, fellas? Uh, one, it is called Crash Bang Boom. I just looked it up. Oh. <laughs> Shout out Stephanie. Shout out Stephanie and Philly for helping us out. And was it uh, Stephanie D? Uh, what was her last name? I don't know. She she played in Crash Bang Boom or no no, no it it's a not store. a band it's a store in uh, Philly. Okay. Um, it's kind of like punk rock store. Cool. Kind of cool. Um, and then uh, I guess that's probably it. Oh, also whoever uh, is posting on my Facebook at work, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that'll be resolved yeah. by the time this is up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank yeah, you we, for having us. Yeah, we have yeah. music at uh, punchaviascall.bandcamp.com. We'll have merch up there um, probably by the time this comes out. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'll leave all the links in the description too. Yeah. Cool. Think about your food, where it comes from, and the conditions of the people that are getting it for you. Ooh, we that's have, a whole nother podcast, but, man. Well, I we, go we, we have days. cousins that are migrant workers that are were just treated awfully um, quite recently, actually. Holy shit, where? Um in Michigan. Okay. Um, so just uh, think about that and fight for the rights of the migrant workers because it's still not – it's better than it was, but it's still not um, as good as uh, you would want it to be. Or, or think about it. Yeah. You know? so just, it. just something to think about. A lot of people don't think about they it. They keep it from the consumers, man. They don't want anyone to know what people fucking go through. So let's just drop a heavy note on that. Donk. Boom. Well, we're going to have you guys play songs now too. Yeah. First, first podcast where we can get live music because it's an acoustic tour. So this is yeah. awesome. Oh, cool. Very I didn't know we were the first. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's hit it. Thanks for listening. Keep listening because you're about to hear some good shit. Cool. Songs about my wife and how the Mexican shoeshine boys thought she was cute when we were in Mexico. So, uh, here we go.
chant the dog. <laughs> NBSL in Michigan. <laughs> Free the pit bulls. Alright, well this song is called Carbon Based. I hope you like it. That's all I'm gonna say. I'd like someone to read their own meaning into the song. I'm gonna try not to make the floor squeak. <laughs> yeah, I was trying not to move either. God is good, God is great. We rob the banks, we copulate. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. But if thou wants to, then thou will, as long as you know the error of your ways. Father forgives you too, for you know not what you do. Let's not be silly and know full well, but don't worry cause there's no hell. But if there is, sorry about that, tell the devil I said hi. anyone else you're terrified because you coveted your neighbor's wife you closed your eyes and pretended she was yours to your surprise she came over to inspect your garden hose you left it on and it had flooded her petunias need i say more but father forgives you too for you know not what you do but if you do, that's all right, too. Just go to confession. Wait, what? What if there's only one God? What if there's none? What if it's all just a game and we're living here for the fun? Well, I'm not one to say because I know nothing. But that doesn't seem to stop anyone else. Father forgives me too Because nobody knows the truth Maybe I'm just a carbon-based mistake Made up mostly of atoms And if I've offended you There's really nothing I can do I guess I fall somewhere between Magic and science bum -bum. I guess I fall somewhere between Magic and There you go. Yeah. Champ was trying to get in on that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Keep listening, please. Choke artists. Choke artists. Not a cop. 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 Not a cop.